Balance is a myth. And for years, I fought for balance and ended up wasting time and energy on false notions of perfection. After anxiety attacks, bouts with depression and health issues, I had to learn to flow with the inevitable imbalance. I learned that being perfectly imperfect was okay. Disrupting balance is for real women who are exhausted with fighting for balance. It is for you, your life, your experience, your truth, and all of the chaos in between. I am Hanifa Barnes, and I am disrupting balance by finding harmony in the imbalance of work, well-being, and the in-between. Find me, follow, and subscribe at Disrupting Balance on all platforms. Today, we're talking about all things abundance. And if you're following me on social media at Disrupting Balance on all platforms, November is the month where we are grabbing hold of gratitude. That's right. We are being active in giving thanks. It's not just a passive type of thanks. And so to do that, we're starting with the theory or idea of abundance. Now, the first place a mind will go when you think about abundance is things, the things you acquire, the things you have, the things you can touch, grab, hold on to. And those things can be cars, homes, money, degrees, assets, assets, assets. And usually when we think about abundance and we think about kind of having that plentiful acquisition of things, we go to celebrities, we go to gurus, we go to pastors, we go to influencers, we go to all of those people who we look at and compare ourselves to and think, I don't have. That thought of I don't have, of course, is this idea or feeling or experience of lack. So there's abundance and then there's lack. But what we don't realize is abundance is nothing about the things you have as much as it is the things you choose to feel. So today what you're going to learn is a simple practice that will help you to shift your mindset from one of lack to that of abundance because it's really about what you're feeling that's triggering the belief that you're lacking versus the belief that you're abundant. I was listening to Oprah's Super Soul. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I read a lot of books around motivation, positivity, and mindset. And in listening to Oprah Super Soul, she had Tarana Burke. And if you've been under a rock and just don't happen to know, Tarana Burke is the creator of the Me Too movement. Um, and you all know this movement. It was It's really formed around the empathy and solidarity through the strength and numbers of women who've been sexually assaulted, um, women who are vulnerable, young, women who've been sexually abused, harassed, and women on that continuum where they've been violated in some form or fashion. And so she is the creator of that movement. Um, but in this particular super soul conversation, it wasn't so much about her grounding and developing that movement. It was really about the Tarana before the movement, the one who felt like she lacked. And here's why. So from a very young age, Tarana heard the words ugly in describing who she was. And she eloquently states how it is difficult to unhear the words ugly. And as a young child, when she first heard it 
referred to her, you know, she didn't really have a full grasp of what that meant. She attributed ugly to something bad, like the monsters under your bed or, you know, the scary person or scary monster in the movie, but she hadn't totally had her full understanding of what ugly was as it was being attributed to her. And so in developing that understanding, she learned and realized that what we consider ugly versus beautiful is a construct. We create what the ideal is as a society, and then we condition others to also establish that belief. That is the construct. And so through her upbringing and her life and her experiences, she really tapped in to what it meant when people called her ugly. Now, when she looked in the mirror, she felt fine. When she thought about it, she's like, you know, I look like my mom. My mom's not ugly, so I'm not ugly. Her friends would lift her up. Girl, you are you are not ugly. You've got a lot going. You're amazing. But the outside world continued to tell her otherwise. So much so that she got to the point where she could really recognize the little details in the exchange of someone who thought she was ugly before they could even say it, voice it, or express it. She called it this kind of funny interaction where she would encounter someone and in a split second, she could see they were adjusting or they were a little, there was some discomfort or um, they were disgusted just in those few seconds of looking at her. And in some instances, she would stare back and immediately recognize their body adjustments because they felt some level of guilt. Now, imagine operating in a place of lack for a large part of your life to the point where it becomes a part of your identity to the point where you can recognize the little behaviors and others who are experiencing what you have believed yourself to be. Now, for Tarana, part of her, she had to confront the reality, not the reality that she, the reality that she lacked physical attributes or physical attractiveness, but the reality that people thought this way about her. That is the reality, because what's reality to you is what you choose to tell yourself. So when you're in that place of lack. Oh, I'm not enough. Oh, I don't look nice enough. Oh, I don't have enough. Oh, I don't dress nice. Oh, I don't have the right job. Oh, I don't have the right degree. Oh, I don't have the right partner. Oh, my kids aren't doing well. When you get in this place, it is because of what you're choosing to believe about what you think you lack. So yeah, not to be too harsh, but it's on you. So now we're really going to get into the crux of all of this so you can understand just a simple, simple practice that you can begin to implement so you can shift your mindset. When we are experiencing lack, we are really experiencing a feeling. It is a visceral response to some trigger. Something has happened either in our hearing, in our seeing, even in our verbalizing, whatever it is that triggers us to go into this feeling of lack, something that we don't have that we think we need. And in going to this place of lack, 
we completely dismiss or negate the possibility to feel and experience abundance. So knowing that lack is really about a feeling, and to be clear, I'm not talking about lack from a place where you need things for your safety, for your health, for your ability to survive. That is not what I'm talking about. I am talking about the mental aspect that we create, the constructs we create based on our ideas and feelings of lack because of what we think other people have that we don't have. So lack is about a feeling. And in this very simple short method, you can begin to shift your feelings and thoughts around these ideas in this practice. So if you don't know already, I am working on building a coaching business around time awareness. And if you want to learn more, definitely follow me at Hanifa Barnes Esquire. I am the time tutor and you can learn more. Quick shout out on that. But point is in my studies around developing my coaching skills and business, I've learned a particular practice or uh, that's called the ABCDE coaching model. And in that model, it's really about taking the feeling or whatever that feeling is, identifying the trigger and choosing differently. Okay. And so the A in that model is really about the action that triggers the feeling. So when you're in a place of lack, whether you feel like you lack impact or you lack physical attributes or you lack some level of enoughness, okay, there is an action that triggered that feeling. It could have been something someone said to you, oh, you're ugly. Or it could have been you doing to yourself by comparing, oh, that person has these many more thousand followers than me. This person gets more likes than I do. Or this person is making more money than me. Or this person's quality of their video is better than mine. You could be doing it to yourself. Or it could be other things as external circumstances that create the trigger. Okay, the action that creates the trigger. The B is the belief because there's a trigger. And then as a result of that particular action, there is a belief, a thought, an idea around what just happened. So if someone calls you ugly, your belief is like, they've called me ugly. What do I believe about myself? If they're calling me ugly, do I choose to believe I'm ugly? Or if their numbers are higher and they have more followers, does that mean that me having fewer followers is a bad thing? Or is there something I'm not doing because I have fewer followers? You get where I'm going with this? You're choosing to believe certain things about that particular trigger, that particular action. And so in that belief, then the C happens. There is a consequence as a result of that belief. And the consequence is your mind shifts into a state of not being enough, not having enough, a state of lack, a state of less than. And so that consequence is you go into this state of mind and you end up shifting whatever behaviors because of that belief. So if you're someone who's been diligent about your practices around having impact and you realize you you start to believe you lack impact because you've compared yourself, then the consequence of that belief is maybe you stop working on your inspiration, your idea. You stop moving forward. You stop believing 
the vision that you set forth for yourself. Like this thing has huge consequences, seriously. So what can you do about it? Because A is the action that triggers, B is the beliefs around the action, C is the consequence of the action. So if you move into D, D is where you can start to shift and change. D is disrupting the belief. How do you do that? Give yourself options. What are other other, other options as a result of that trigger? You can go into one, you can choose to believe that you're not enough, you lack, or you can choose to say, okay, can I learn from the person I'm comparing myself to? Or you can choose to say, okay, my numbers were this, this month and last month they were lower, so I'm doing better. Or you can choose to say, maybe there's someone I can talk to to kind of get me to where I see myself right? It's really about creating those options so you can disrupt the belief you had in the, at the onset of the trigger. You want to disrupt that because if you don't, you're going to cycle through these feelings of lack and not being enough. So disrupt the belief by giving yourself other options on how you can believe about that particular action or trigger. Once you disrupt the belief by giving yourself the options, then you determine what's effective E for you, right? So you can feel what you need. Look at your options, pick one or two or whatever, and go with those options based on what's effective for you. And just by doing that simple practice, you will shift the mindset. It's not easy because I go through this and practice this on myself on a regular basis. I am a victim of comparison. I'm a victim of hearing what people say based on things that have been constructed in society. We all are, but I'm also choosing differently and disrupting my original beliefs around these thoughts so I can operate in a spirit of abundance versus lack. And that is the difference. A, B, C, D, E, the action that triggers, B is the beliefs, C is the consequence, but D, you get to disrupt those beliefs and E, operate in what's most effective for you based on the options you've given yourself when you've disrupted that belief. I hope this has been helpful, especially in this season, because this season is all about giving and gifts and gratitude and thankfulness and joy. But for some people, it's not that because they're operating from a place of lack and not feeling like enough. So if that is you, apply the simple ABCDE practice one step at a time, one day at a time, and watch how you disrupt your own balance and find harmony in the imbalance. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I truly, truly appreciate you and know that I am working to build a community of balance disruptors. Those are women who are working to find harmony in the imbalance of work well-being and the in-between. And if you're interested in joining, go to www.disruptingbalance.com and you'll get occasional emails and messages around health, harmony, and mindset to get you through the imbalance of your day. You can also follow me on social media at Disrupting Balance on all platforms. Or if there is a particular topic you want to hear on the podcast, shoot me a message at info at disruptingbalance.com. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It truly helps us to grow and move forward and disrupt balance.
Talk soon.